Hey everyone, welcome back to another Playing Around with Playbook. This week we're going to be talking to Tina Raymond, drummer, educator, composer. So let's just give Tina a moment to log on to the live and we'll go ahead and get started. Hi, how's it going? Good. How are you? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Great. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Tina. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, nice to meet you virtually as well. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and introduce you for our audience. Um, Great. So, Tina Raymond is a drummer based in Los Angeles. She performs, adjudicates, and presents workshops worldwide and has shared the stage with many jazz luminaries, including Bobby Bradford, David Binney, and many others. She can be heard on many records, including um, Kathleen Pineda's A Week's Time, the Herald Trio's Herald Trio, um, and many other records as well. Raymond is the director of jazz studies at California State University, Northridge. She attended the University of Cincinnati College Conservatory of Music um, for her bachelor's and got her master's at the California Institute of the Arts. Um, she's also an educational artist endorsed by Sabian, Regal Tip, and Remo. She's also an active member of the Jazz Education Network. I probably butchered a lot of the pronunciations just now, but- All good. Trying, we're trying times. We're doing our best out here. You did great. <laughs> great, great, great. So to start us off, I'll ask you our staple playbook question. What have you been listening to lately? Great question. Um, I really love the new Leon Bridges' Texas Moon record. I love the new Emily King record. Um, I've been listening a lot to a couple records that I made with his thesis quartet. One is coming out tomorrow. Um, so check that out on Arenda Records. Um, all of the artists on the Arenda label are super great. Um, if you head over to their page, um, all of that music is on rotation for me. Um, so lots, lots of fun stuff. There's lots of great new music coming out. It seems like a really rich period of time for people to be putting out music right now. It's exciting. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, so through your very, uh, long career of performing, um, from the, getting back to the beginning, was there a particular educator or um, drummer that inspired you to pursue music or say, I want to do this? Yeah, several. Um, so in Cincinnati, I studied with a drummer named John Von Olin, um, who is lesser known in the, the global community. But um, if you're a drummer and you like big bands, you know him. Um, and he was in the Stan Kenton Orchestra, as well as the Woody Herman Big Band. Um, his nickname was the Baron Von Olin. Um, and he was super influential um, in terms of my, my ride cymbal approach um, and just general approach to sound on the instrument. One thing that he was known for was he also taught Jeff Hamilton. So through mm -hmm. him, I got to meet Jeff Hamilton and work with Jeff, who's an incredible drummer. Um, and Jeff was really influential with who I ended up studying with in Los Angeles because um, Jeff didn't teach at a university when I was heading to LA to do my master's. And so I wanted to know who I could study with and still study with him. And he said, you can study with Joe LaBarbera. Um, and so I went to CalArts to study with Joe, who is the best teacher I've ever had. Um, he really helped me develop 
clear melodies in my playing um, and was just always a, a supporter in a way that um, was really special as a, as a teacher. Um, but also at CalArts, there was a uh, African teacher, a West African teacher named Alfred Ladzekpo, um, who really helped me connect with um, my, my instincts um, on, in drumming and in, in music and just reminded me that I had a natural instinct for music um, and was very supportive of, of me just developing those instincts. Um, it was great. Awesome, awesome. So going from performing to teaching, um, was there a mindset shift for you? What was that experience like for you? Um, I've always, I've always taught. Even when I graduated high school, I started teaching um, other local marching band percussion sections, like straight out of high school. Um, so there's always been this kind of balance. And I've seen that with all of my teachers as well, that they play and they teach, that that's kind of the nature um, of, a, of a music career. There's also, um, I'm, a, I'm a certified yoga teacher. That's something that... <laughs> Um, I mean, when you move to LA, you have to, you have to do yoga, right? <laughs> um, but um, there's, there's a yoga sutra, which are the, the sutras are like these short sayings of, of how to be happy in life. Um, and one saying is that whenever you start something new, it's awkward and you're terrible at it, but with time and dedication, you get better at it and eventually become a master of it. And then it's your responsibility to share it. And so this notion of, of being a teacher performer um, is very much so in alignment with that philosophy of the, you have a responsibility once you have a certain level of mastery to share it. Um, LA is also a, a pretty expensive place to live. And so having some steady income through a teaching career has been helpful to just have kind of a baseline income so that you can then do your creative projects and not worry about how you're gonna pay rent. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. And with your students at uh, California State University, um, what do you want them to walk away with? Like, what would be your top things that you want them to end their time with you with? Yeah, um, I want them to have a clear vision of how to survive in this market as musicians. Um, sometimes they, they aren't explicitly told how to do their taxes, how to, you know, manage their finances as a freelance artist. So I'm very conscious of making sure that they have some of those resources available for them and then connecting them to jobs around town, be it um, referring them to other musicians in the area that they can be playing with or other kind of supplemental jobs that are music related. I want them to feel prepared. Um, and part of that is also for them to understand how important being um, social and kind and supportive, um, how important those skills are in the music community, that there's really no place for competitive backstabbing, which is sometimes found in, in university programs, you know, sometimes there's not the same kind of communal support that you find in the actual professional community. Um, and in LA in particular, everybody's really nice, everybody wants to hang. Um, so understanding that and, and being a supportive community member, that's a huge thing that we're um, we value a lot at PSEN. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for that. Um, so through, you know, as you mentioned, you're a yoga instructor also, and through performing and teaching and your own personal projects, you know, times get busy, times get tough. Do you have any mantras um, to get you through or that you have used? So many. Um, my, my mantra for right now um, which is actually, it's very specific to what I've been going through is um, uh, take care of yourself because no one else will. Mm. Um, I, I think in a job like mine where I'm, I'm the head of this program, 
and we've just we're just on the other side of this pandemic stuff um there's been a, a necessity to go above and beyond um to make things happen for students um and colleagues to an unhealthy level right so now that we're kind of on the other side of that i'm i'm trying to pull back and reclaim some of my own personal time and my own personal space um, so that i can be a creative energetic being and not just an administrator um so that's an important mantra for me um and and then i even i got a mantra from one of my teachers recently that was just kind of evoking that that creative center of I am a creative being. I deserve to be creative. I deserve to have time to be a creative person. Um, so that's what I'm working with right now. Awesome, awesome. I love those. Those are great. Um, also, I know that you are an educational educational artist endorsed by many. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that experience, or do you have like a favorite experience teaching or with those brands? Sure. Um, it's, it's been a little strange through the pandemic. I actually have not been in touch with Remo, Sabian, or Regal Tip. Um, but all of those relationships I've built through um, NAM, the, the, the kind of convention that happens down in Anaheim where instrument mm -hmm. vendors come and showcase their products and, and meet artists that use them. And all of the products that I use in terms of sticks, brushes, and symbols, they're all um, of the Jeff Hamilton line. I, I really love his sonic palette. Um, and I'm a very different player than Jeff, but I, I think that the sounds that he's developed, sticks, brushes, um, his brushes make so much sense on Fiber Skin 3s. I know that's really nerdy for drummers, um, but it makes so much sonic sense. Um, and so I'm, I'm pretty passionate about using those items. And I only use those items. I've used the same type of stick for like 15 years. Um, so um, the, the funny thing about the Sabian connection was um, their educational rep, um, Nick Bertrella, was actually someone I met when I was in high school. Um, he taught at a summer camp I went to in Michigan called Blue Lake Fine Arts Camp and taught me how to crash orchestral cymbals. Um, and so I saw him at the NAMM show and was like, Nick, I don't know if you remember me, but thank you for teaching me how to play orchestral cymbals. And he's like, what are you doing now? And I told him I was teaching and, you know, we connected over that and then he was able to, to help me out with some endorsement packages, which is really kind. I mean, again, so much of this industry is personal connection and sincere, authentic personal connection. And um, saying thank you to the people that have helped you along the way. And sometimes people don't even realize how much you've, you've influenced them. So um, it means a lot when you connect with people that way. Yeah, of course. Thank you for that. Um, do you have a favorite experience performing as well? Oh, man. Um, there have been so many great performance opportunities I've had. Um, there's a band that I play with, a, a Polish trio, Kuba Stankiewicz on piano and um, Dark Oles on bass. And that trio is really special in that it's, it's very pristine, it's very clean. Um, we only play what's necessary. Um, and there's very deep listening and interaction, but it's, it's bare essentials. Um, and there's some great records that are out on uh, Warner Music Poland with that group. There's a new group I'm in, Esthesis Quartet, which is Dawn Clement on piano. She's based in Denver. Um, Emma Dayhoff, a bassist, she's based in Chicago. And Elsa Nielsen, who's an incredible flute player in New York. Um, and that band is just ferocious and fearless. Um, and we take the responsibilities of our instruments and, and turn them on their side and trust each other to go away from the form and back to the form. 
and through the forum. Um, uh, it, there's just so much trust in that group. It's really fun. Um, but I always have fun playing. I mean, that, what an incredible gift to be able to do this for a living. So. Of course, of course. Thank you so much for all your responses. I'm going to ask you our last question for the day, which is, Great. Um, why do you feel, uh, or why do you not feel that uh, virtual platforms are important or not important in today's classroom? Um, virtual platforms are super important because they're part of the professional experience at this point. This is, this is what we do. Um, it's definitely made sharing of content easier um, to be able to navigate these platforms. It's, it's the language that our students are teaching. And so being able to connect with students in the way that they learn. Um, but I think there's also a lot of celebration around leaving the virtual platform and getting back to connecting in person that I know, at least for me in the past year, has been a really joyful um, experience. Um, and just, I don't know that I'll ever take that for granted again, you know? Of course, of course. Thank you for that. Um, so thank you so much, Tina, for being here with us today. I really appreciate your time. It was great talking with you. Um, and everyone stay up to date with Tina, Tina Raymond Music, um, on her Instagram and on her website. And also uh, stay tuned for her uh, quartet release tomorrow, um, a thesis. S thesis quartet. Yep. Thesis. I'm sorry about that. S thesis. That's okay. Everyone stay tuned for that. I will be listening. So thanks again. I'm going to sign off now. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.